Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's me! Hey, I'm in this episode right now, right here. Hey, way to do it, man. Great wow. to have you today. Wow. Great to have you. Jay, tell them where they can find you. Oh, uh, where they can find me? <laughs> I've, every every podcast we've ever been on, that's always like the really like the part of the end where they're like, and guys, tell them where they can find you. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. It's like they... you can and I always feel so weird about this because it's like you can follow me over at at SCB underscore Ben on Instagram. Right. Also the same on Twitter. <laughs> because that's the big thing. The, the collaborative part is that you can direct the people listening to that podcast to you in some way. And it's like, oh, I'm always so caught off guard. I'm like, ugh. Um, YouTube, do it, should I say the YouTube channel or is this more of like an Instagram, Twitter sort of thing? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you have no idea like, what you're doing. What. Find me, more me personally is like Twitter and Instagram. But like if you want it like the real thing, the real thing if you want to like see me for what i'm known for and why i'm on this podcast is the youtube so uh what was the question <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know. what's the internet my myspace my, <laughs> you can see me uh i deleted my myspace i also deleted my myspace yeah, yeah. that was that was my first my first social media platform though you know i i would say it is mine as well although i i want to say would like aol instant messenger have counted as a social media platform you know what okay I think it kind of does. Mm. I think it kind of does. And I I loved AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, me too. See, the part of it to me that feels really social media-y was not necessarily that you could chat with people because that doesn't that's not necessarily social media. But the part that I think became the social media aspect of it was the away messages. That's exactly what it was. It yeah. was like that was like the earliest version of posting your status. Like you could you could like interject a bit of your personality into it, uh, and or or be like creative. Like I remember um, one of my favorite things to do was you could use like percent n, and then whoever was looking at your away message, it would read their away message so like i would put on the phone with percent n oh and then if you were to look at it it would say on the phone with silly boy 600 that's funny and so then anybody who like came and checked my away message they would be like what no you're not that's hilarious <laughs> that's a very clever one also thank you for outing my screen name <laughs> yeah silly boy 600 love oh, it oh man it was alliterative i don't know i don't know where the 600 came from don't yeah, you haven't it. really stuck to that. No, mine was mine was XC Runner. It was XC R U N N R thirty six. Right, which thirty six to this day is still my favorite number. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so you sort of stuck to that, right? Not so much the cross country running. Not so much the cross. I'm I'm not still a cross country runner right. after all these years. Um, it is interesting though how, and this happened to me all the time with people who had uh screen names where I didn't get the reference that they were making, or like so I I never pieced together how they were being clever with it oh right and this happened to me after like the longest period of time because i had like capital xc which is like cross Cross. country yeah uh which is not something that everybody immediately gets right so a lot of people were like yeah what does your screen name mean it's like x crunner and (laughs) x crunner (laughs) and and, like i think they thought it was like a like a like a gaming reference or something Uh, like that like that was some type of you know like you're the person who who mans the machine gun on the warthog and halo or something right the the x crunner sure (laughs) that's the word for that right exactly it is now yeah (laughs) it's like dibs on x crunner (laughs) um but though i it was really funny to me i think whenever i would have a conversation with someone in real life and they would be like yeah, that that like what what does that mean? Because your your wife Beth's screen name was like Boozy. Oh yeah, which yeah, I, like you know 
for Beth, who was a pretty like like responsible high school student, amongst the most responsible you could be in high school. Well, she was a imagine. valedictorian, was she not? I I don't know. I don't know how. It, I don't couldn't tell you who our valedictorian was. I don't think she was because in order to have that status, you had to be taking like gov school classes and stuff. That oh, would, I say. I think like weight your grade point average above, above a 4.0 stuff like that so she wasn't in there i think she probably did get straight a's and stuff okay anyway yeah. the the point is boozy uh, as like i would think of that now would be maybe how you would describe a heavy-handed mimosa right as as it's, boozy well, this is boozy yeah it's like this yeah. is this is mostly champagne with a, yeah. like a splash of oj <laughs> it turns out that the yes yeah, so it, it, boozy does tend to conjure up images of uh, heavy alcohol consumption yes but boozy was instead a reference from band class and her like uh the person she shared a stand with i think they had a sheet of music and one of the composers on its name was boozy or something oh my gosh and so i've never heard like, this origin story oh, that is that is where it came from so it was just like this this band nickname and it became her screen name that I think even when she made it, she I I would doubt she had an inkling that it referenced alcohol in such a way until it, after the fact. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. The the other friend we had like this, uh, and I we've we've talked about him so many times is John Jennings, uh, <laughs> and his screen name was like Brianki. Yeah, completely nonsense. It, yeah, but it was it was like lowercase b, uppercase r, like so on. It was so like it, it alternated, but it was basically just run spaced into bike yeah so his his screen name was just bike run yeah but the way it looked was like, like Bri- briokne or whatever briokne yeah. yeah and that, that's another one where it was kind of like once once the light bulb went off it was like oh that was clever i see what you did there yeah everyone had such a such an it was such a felt like such a personal thing to choose your screen name because it had to be like relevant to you but it had to be cool to anyone who saw it but yeah, I, I don't know and I felt like it was not uncommon for people to just up and switch screen names all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was always almost like kind of a way to purge your like friend list a little bit mm-hmm. because I think for me that would that would frequently happen because I had so many friends. Um, <laughs> your buddy list, I believe. My, is what my, it was buddy, my buddy list. Excuse You're right, me. Buddy list. Yeah. Thank you for getting the the terminology right. Do you remember whenever somebody signed on, it would make like a door opening Ooh, and a door closing yeah. like, noise? But eventually they had updates where you could change the sounds and stuff These oh yeah the innovations things that would that would just drive people crazy oh these th- there was so much like social layering to instant messenger where i think yeah like you might have multiple screen names but so it, you'd like adopt a new one but yeah then you might not tell everyone about it right so you, maybe you'd still log on to the old one sometimes but then it was like you could see what but other people could see it if they had both of them right like what was going on right or like the away message i feel like that was a great way to like only talk to the people you wanted to talk to oh because you could still talk with an away message you could talk up. with an away message up. so you would be yeah. like i'm away psych yeah so then if people were messaging you and you didn't want to talk to them the away message would just be like no i'm not here meanwhile you're just talking to everyone else oh but there are so many there were so many nuances even about that uh where like you could eventually go idle which would mean that like you hadn't uh like touched your computer at oh all. and so like if you were like i remember i was dating this one girl and she had hers set so that like after 20 minutes of like no use on the computer she would go idle Mm. And so if she put mm, up like her I away see. message and then didn't go yeah. idle after uh, that period of time, you're like, wait a second. Wait a minute. Like, are you still on right now? Maybe, maybe like, maybe your mom's using the computer or something. Maybe, but it didn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> it never does. It never does. With instant messenger, I always found like, the, you, if you were assuming the worst, it seemed like so often it was the case. It was the, oh my gosh. Uh, Alice and I were talking about this exact thing uh, about high school based relationships is that whenever somebody was suspicious of something happening, we felt like one of two things was always happening. Something suspicious was happening or the person who is suspicious was doing something suspicious and reflecting their own behavior oh, onto mm, the other person. Isn't that always how it is? That is how, that is always how it is. People, yeah, yeah, the, the, the guilty conscience. Guilty conscience, yes. Yeah, so you, you start looking for it. Yeah. Oh, this was another, I feel like this was, this was a big thing for high school relationships is when you, when you logged on, if you saw your significant other was already online would you immediately message them or would you be like i'll see if they noticed i got you know would you oh, like see, wait if i was if I, if I was in a relationship you know yeah. uh then i would 
I would message them right away. Mm -hmm. But if it was somebody who I was like talking to and oh, uh, oh, and, and like it's you like know, a, I see. Yeah, like like I'm still trying to like gauge like what their interest is in me versus mine and them. It would be the type of thing where I would log on and be like, I'm gonna play it cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a barometer for how interested the other person is. Is whether because if you message them first, maybe they're just talking to you out of politeness. Right. Right. Yeah. But th that also became the thing too is that it's like there was this uh, almost like neighborly phenomenon that would happen is there would be like people who I like would have used to have talked to. I don't know if that was the proper grammar at all. But then like maybe like we weren't really having like steady conversations, but it was still like obligatory to log on and be like, hey. Oh, right. You know, and, and like, hey, like, so not much. You, not much. <laughs> not, not much. And M, yeah, you, and M. question mark. <laughs> Um, and so it was like, I feel like I would usually log on and the way that my screen was shaped, I could fit nine chat windows and it would take up the whole screen. It's a lot of chat and windows. And it was sort of like the top left was always like, like chat prime. Right. Like that was where I was that expected was to have yeah. like the mm -hmm. most conversation. Mm -hmm. And then like bottom right, it was like that, that was the, hey, sup, NM, you? And M. Right. Um, and that was that was the end of that. That was the end of that exchange. conversation. Yeah. I just checked in. It's like it's like, you know, hey, I, I I acknowledge that you were out here. Just in the same way that like if you're walking your trash can out to the road and your neighbors also walking their trash can out to the road, you wave at them. Yeah. It's like, hey. It's such a it was such a weird world of everyone having such visibility to your like to what your actions were in such real time, but yeah. in such a very limited way. And yet everyone, I feel like You'd come home from school and it'd be like, I'm going to go get it. Like, that was it. Like, that was the activity. Oh, like, was, I'm going to go get on AIM. I'm going to go get on AIM. I'm yeah. going to go talk to people or whatever. And I feel like everyone could read it, all the subtleties, so well. Oh, because you know? it's like it's like any social game. It's yeah. like It's like there becomes these defined phenomenons where, like, it means this. If yeah. that. Yes. Um, exactly. And, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm remembering all of the different, the AIM nuances okay so one of yeah. them the other thing the other way you could personalize is you had a description so oh, like you yes. could like you could like click uh, your someone's profile your profile yeah. Yeah, yeah like you could click it and it was like this space and i remember for like when i was in middle school people would always use this and they would literally just list the names of all the people they were friends with so it would be like so mean oh i know yeah it was like it was like a really like strange thing where it would just yeah. be like shout out to my friends and it would be like ben and ben and ryan and casey yeah and, you know whatever and it would just go down the list of like like everyone mm -hmm. who and then and then it'd be the type of thing where if like somebody like was on and they checked your info and they were like hey i'm not on there they'd be like hey how come i'm not part of your list you'd be like hold on let me put you in there and then like you know i would usually like make some type of like funny remark right and like next to their name all of a sudden Gosh, how to choose what to put in your profile oh so difficult so difficult but so this was the thing is that uh like again one of the girls that i dated her big thing was that she would always have in the profile the guy that she was talking to like some type of witty exchange that they had uh. so it would be like a copy paste of like you know of like a dad joke that someone had told or whatever or where someone i don't know just something funny that had happened in their their going goings back and forths and i remember that was a big one where i could always tell if one girl in particular had started talking to a new guy uh, because she would always put that new guy like where she had had some type of fun exchange with them right in her profile then it was like Oh, okay. Time to start worrying about... I see what's happening. ...about this dude. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's Hot Dog Man 73, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hot Dog Man 73? I hated that guy. Ugh. Sorry if that was your screen name. I just pulled it out of thin air. No, I, I totally fit. Totally yeah, fit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, now, I'm now applying it to all the people in high school who I despise. It's probably Edward. <laughs> Edward. It's always <laughs> Edward. <laughs> the enemy of the pop. <laughs> At the end of the day, it is the pop versus Edward. Unless <laughs> unless you're a, a loyal colonel out there and your name is Edward, in which case, welcome. Yeah, welcome, Wink. <laughs> hey, speaking of the pop, we sort of skipped right over the corny joke. Uh, we got right into AIM, right into AOL Instant Messenger. I want to hear other people's stories about Instant Messenger, though. So. I know. We yeah, we need to know yeah. because I feel like this could be one of those things that, that shows our age a little bit because mm. realistically... It's completely gone now. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and it made sense because... Uh, it, it, and we were talking about like away messages, but like once everybody had texting and phones, you were just always online. I can't even imagine the terror of that. Like... R 
Like, there's, I, like, there's never a moment where it's acceptable to, right. to not be available to be right. communicated Cause with. Because at least, at least on Instant Messenger, it was like, you had to log in. You had to have, you could, you could log in, and if you logged out, you were not available. Right. Right now, you have a cell phone, you're available. You're available. I text you, you don't text back? What's, what's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? Yeah. I'm so glad I'm married. Uh, I know. It made everything so much easier. <laughs> it makes, uh, man, what a load off. <laughs> okay. Corny joke. What concert cost just 45 cents? I feel like this is a 50 cent joke. It could be. It could be. <laughs> I don't know. 50 cent featuring Nickelback. Oh! oh! That is, wow, a concert that would never happen. No, it's not. <laughs> hey, but did you hear the rumor about butter? No. What was well, I'm not going to spread it. <laughs> That's like interrupting cow. <laughs> 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 the best knock knock joke. Jade, you know I don't trust stairs. You're, you're just loaded today. Loaded. Hold on. Why don't you trust stairs? Because <sighs> they're always looking at you? I don't know. They're always up to something. Oh, that was I was going with like staring. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Nice. That's yeah. nice. Okay. That's they're fair. always up to something. They're also <laughs> always down to earth though, aren't they? Oh, hey. How about wow. that? No, that was well done. Thank you. Funny story. So I'm currently in the process of um, attempting to renovate portions of my home. Oh, boy. Um, that I know. sounds tricky how's it's, your concrete pad going concrete pad is great yeah still still completely intact so far have you lifted all of the weights on it i have wow i have That's i have fun. i have now deadlifted 265 pounds on it Whoa. which means that it was able to accommodate a 265 pound sledgehammer hitting it effectively well i mean i guess so sort of yeah <laughs> what well you're failing to calculate the swing of the hammer maybe there, right maybe yeah well, what happens if I were to drop it from from like waist height? What the hammer? No, the 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 barbell at mm. 265 pounds. Mm. I feel like at that point you're just having gravity plus the weight as opposed to the sledgehammer, which is in accelerated. Which case you'd have at the accelerator, but the sledgehammer wouldn't weigh 265 pounds, so I don't know. Except I feel like the way the sledgehammer works, in large part, is that. It's not like, like sledgehammers are purposely heavy. So all you're really doing is directing its weight. Yeah. More than you are applying your additional force to its weight. But you're applying some like the momentum, like the acceleration has to affect like that must account for like the impact must be a greater amount of weight. It's like the wind chill. You know, it's like the, <laughs> the wind chill. Right. It, you're right. It's like you're being hit with a 20 pound hammer. Feels like 2000. <laughs> Right. That is exactly right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm totally fine with that. Uh, Concrete Pad is doing well though. So thank you for asking. I do appreciate it. People should ask that more often in general. It's like, (laughs) how's your Concrete Pad doing? (laughs) I don't know how many people have Concrete Pads though. Everyone. 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 Okay. This has been a tangent off of my stair question though, but I have this the set of stairs that is inside of like one quote unquote it's called a bedroom because it technically has a closet and a window it is not a bedroom it just like could be a laundry room at best if my laundry room wasn't in my basement uh, um, maybe you should change that maybe how much easier would your life be if your laundry room was next to your so bedroom? much easier yeah so if i could have my laundry room be if i i would put the laundry room in my bedroom and i wouldn't even have like a hamper i would just put my clothes directly, directly into in. it at all times and then it's like okay that's about full start <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I have to tell you that as as an adult human, and this is true for both Allie and I, uh, we are terrible at laundry, not mm. in the act of doing it, but in the act of doing it to any kind of washing instructions, hard stop. Oh, like you just like put in whatever clothes at normal setting, cold water plus soap. Correct. There it is. That's yep. it. That's it. That's yeah. it. That, and I, I'm sure that my clothes are, are destroyed because of it or pilled, you know, because of it. Possibly. But you know what? That's just the way it is. I've been having to deal with the... I, I Typically, that's about as far as I can go either. I'm always so afraid to put the hot water on and that some, some rogue piece of red clothing in an otherwise white batch will stain everything pink or i have never had that happen before yeah me neither well because you do cold water every time maybe yeah maybe (laughs) but i'm always afraid like even if i have all whites i'm like well there's like a red pattern on that shirt though like there's just like one red square i don't know maybe just put cold just just put cold the gold don't chance it but the the other thing i'm having to contend with right now is the uh twins produce so much laundry do they they're so itty bitty though Oh my gosh, but they spit up so much. Oh, so, I see. And not only are they spitting up on their onesies, but it'll be like the bibs, and it'll be like the spit cloths, and it'll be like the um, the sleep sacks, if you will. And 
man, there's there's just a lot. And there's two of them, so you know, there's, there's many things. You cannot believe how wet everything gets. It is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, sons. It's it's you're listening to this in the fullness of time. But oh, I never thought about that. Like at some point in time, our kids are going to be able to really go back and have a significant amount of documentation. Oh yeah, of our lives. Yeah. Well, Nicholas, Nathan, you guys spit up all the time, and you didn't let me sleep, and I'm tired. <laughs> Called out. Called out. To Whatever fair, you're listening. To be fair, it seemed like Lukester also had those same things. He just wasn't double. Well, yes, he also spit up quite a bit. Okay. Also okay. Spit. And I, I don't know that either of them wouldn't be better at sleeping. I feel like they rile each other up. Yeah, well, that's how twins you work, know? though, right? Or it's like maybe maybe Luke was equally as bad, but because it, there's a there's a double opportunity for someone to wake up. It's like it, it's like you feel like it doesn't matter which one. It's not you know maybe if it was just just Nate, he would sleep a bunch, and then there'd be nights where he woke up and maybe. Maybe that's how Luke was, but it seems like whatever whatever night one of them chooses to sleep well, the other one is like, uh uh-uh. no <laughs> I'm afraid way. not. No I'm way. Afraid not. I can't even tell you, and I'm sorry to say this, how much I'm hoping that one of your children ends up being a prankster. Oh, like gosh. like totally just like the goofball that's like, oh, it's on. Oh, it's on. <laughs> I feel like if it's if it's the twins, if it's if it's one, it's both. If right? it's one, it's both. <laughs> if it's one, it's both. I, I feel I I mean, that would be so delightful. Because you and Beth uh, are outstandingly responsible people. Mm, I have, thank you. I, I actually think it's very funny the way that our brotherhood shook out in terms of the people that we married because you and Beth are both oldest yep. uh, in their family. You guys are both like the beacons of oldest children. You're both <laughs> very responsible, very mm. put together. You guys did all of the first, got married first, had the first kids. Yeah. Uh, like all, all the things. Right. And then Allie and I are both middle children and i feel like we are both exactly the same where like we're like the gotta prove ourselves right you know member of the family uh probably a little more willing to like take a risk or do something that's like a a smidgen more out of the ordinary Mm -hmm. and then tyler our youngest brother and his wife emily is also a youngest in her family which i think is i I, this is the most i think this is so remarkable it is like there's no two ways about it birth order is a thing oh it is a thing and it affects you and it's just the way things are it's just the way things are yeah, and th- so I I do feel like um they're th- like in the same way they embody the like youngest child portion of the equation as well. Where was I going with this though? Oh, so okay, yeah. So because you and Beth are both such responsible people, that I feel like it's just going to be so funny if you guys have like the class clown as one of your children because Luke already to me seems like golden child straight up like I, i'm like i'm like this kid is gonna be like he's gonna go to the best school out of all the grandchildren he's got like you know he's he's like in line to be you know like rays of sh- sunshine and you know all the all the good things well, he, he's pretty awesome there's he, no doubt he's pretty awesome he's pretty awesome so yeah no this is this is just what i'm secretly pulling for i might even help it happen oh might you this is this is like my biggest uh reason to just be the cool uncle for the rest Mm. of my life Mm -hmm. is because of the role that i would then get to play in everyone else's lives just uh, having your own kids doesn't mean you can't be an uncle to your other nephews and nieces no but not a full-time uncle oh full-time professional uncle it's like professional uncle it's like i that's like what i do is i uncle for a living my uncle yeah i uncle hard (laughs) Well, I still hope that Luke and Nick and Nate have a cousin from their Uncle Ben, but we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Moving on from that, while still being in the vein of family, one thing that I think is that I have to talk to you about is I have just discovered uh, over this past weekend that our mom is like, "Hey hey mom, is a huge fan of the pop. Who knew? Who knew? This is... Okay, and I feel like this sounds like one of those things where it's like, of course your mom listens to your work. Like, totally fair. Uh, I, I understand that that thought. But we have created, I think, so much media over the years yeah. that for mom and dad to have kept with it would be, like, very bold. Well, I think it maybe comes as a little bit more surprising because the main channel stuff, like Super Carlin Brothers, like, it is difficult for them to consume because you have to be a fairly engaged fan and already know a lot about you have to be a big fan of the thing exactly to really like apply to you as well and they're probably not getting as interested in deep dive harry potter lore as our typical viewer but uh like the vlog 
I know. I think mom typically would watch most of those because sure. that's just like about you know her grandchildren and stuff. Right. But so I it, I would not have expected that the the pop would have uh, pierced her media bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And, that, and I think I felt the same way. So she she's like telling me about it. And she's like blown away at the specific things growing up that we remember, mm. which is so fair. Like. Yeah. It, like when, and I, I think about this all the time. Like when I think back to like first grade, you know, I had 180 days of first grade. Yeah. But when I think about first grade, I feel like I can think of three to four days that stood out to me throughout the whole year. Interesting. So it's like I, d- I definitely probably couldn't go through and have ultra specific memories about so many different. Yeah. It's like maybe maybe I would maybe I would have a lot of memories, but I couldn't like piece them as like separate days. It's just all first grade. It's just all first grade. Yeah. Yeah. I I do think your memory works in a much more like smooth and carefully organized way than mine does, which mm. I think is haphazard. Like uh, our our grandpa Jack, for example, I feel like when he tells a story, he's like, when I was sixteen, there was this one summer that I was working for you know whoever, yeah. and he and he like remembers that it was when he was sixteen. I I can tell you memories from high school, right. and that's that is as close as I can possibly get to the year that it was. I'm so bad at like choosing the age that goes with what year of school. That, oh, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Because normally you're two different ages over the course of a single year of school. Right. And it's so hard to, ca- it's so much easier to categorize the school year as like a significant portion of time than I think the age of life. Sure. You know, it's like easier to be like, oh yeah, freshman year I did this, but I, I don't know. Like I couldn't tell you how old I was as a freshman. I guess, I guess you're like 13, 14, right? I think 14, 15. I think 14, 15. Yeah. I think cause then you turn 16, sophomore. Right. Right. All I know is like as a senior, you're like 18. Right. That's, yeah. So I kind of yeah. work backwards from there. <laughs> Yeah, I think middle school years especially. It's like, what like what year are you when you're 12? Right, yes. Sixth grade? Maybe early seventh grade? Eighth grade? Not eighth grade. No. Definitely not eighth grade. No? Okay. Not eighth grade. Seventh. Who knows? This is the problem. This is the problem. I anyway, know. Other so, people are really good at this, but not me. Right. So the point is, though, is that, like, we've brought up these specific memories from our childhood, and granted, we haven't canvassed the entire... Uh, childhood like, yet. Yeah. The entire bank of memories that we could we could pull off of from our childhood uh, life. But the things that she thought were most interesting were the things that were remarkable enough to us to remember to talk about on a podcast <laughs> like so so for example like what like the gravel driveway <laughs> the gravel driveway was one yeah which okay like that's not that specific of a memory because we did live there for like 12 sure. years or yeah. something so that was a long time to be exposed to that but i think we told a story about going to walmart and getting to pick out blankets uh-huh. where i picked <laughs> out a purple blanket yeah. and you picked out a green blanket bright green bright green yeah. which we then had for like probably the next like 15 years of our life i think i brought something. it to college i don't know yeah right exactly um yeah i may have brought mine i think mine was in my dorm room still on your bed (laughs) what no (laughs) i framed it (laughs) it's on the wall it's on the wall it was disintegrating so i think she thought that was particularly funny though because you have to imagine that from her perspective the day that we bought these random like you know eight dollar bin blankets at walmart was to her probably not a particularly remarkable day right like why would that go on to be like a long-term mm. memory into you know forever oh i have a theory it's okay. because as a child i would assume so few things are really yours like are like even especially when you have brothers or siblings like all of your toys they might have been given to you but are effectively everyone's sure right there's there's a big shared thing but your bed that little space is definitively your space like in the whole house this is definitely your space other people don't sleep here and what is on your bed and part of your bed is a daily constant that you own as a child and it's probably standalone in that way about most things in the house interesting interesting like and maybe this is where as a child maybe i put like much more value into like possessions Mm -hmm. or even like like my own but then it was also like the type of thing where i feel like as a kid i would not play with your toys Mm. specifically because it was like no those aren't mine right like i I could mess them up (laughs) 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 not play with them (laughs) and then Uh, if i wanted to mess these up right now (laughs) 
Oh, man. It, it's not, it wasn't like a threatening thing. It was a, like, it was a responsibility to your possessions type of thing. Right, it was like, like you broke my toy. Then, like, like I, I know how upset I would have been if you broke my toy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, then I can't do that to someone else. Like, right. that would be, that would be the, the worst. The worst. Um, But maybe that is where, like, my green-eyed monster-ness as a child came out in such a big way. Like, when you or Tyler got something and I was, like, very envious of it. It was like, man, I want one of those so bad you and it's wanted like a green blanket <laughs> I, no i had a purple blanket <laughs> i was good i was good i picked it out um but no it was it was the type of thing where it was like i could be even though this new toy was introduced to our home where i could have just as ready access to it mm-hmm. it was like i didn't there was like this invisible barrier that i was not allowed to cross over ah. into in order to like have access to that thing i see And what's interesting about this is that, like, clothes in particular, like, as we got older, you know, and it wasn't toys, but maybe, like, for Christmas, mom and dad gave us, you know, like a Ralph Lauren polo shirt or something like that. Um, It was, it never, like, would occur to me that because you got a shirt that, like, if I so chose, I could go and, like, grab it from your closet and wear it to school one day. Oh, we were not clothes sharing people. We were not clothes sharing people. But then, like, Allie talks about growing up with her sisters it was sort of like they would all wear each other's clothes constantly interesting like that was just sort of like par for the course it was like they they all had their own individual closets and things were definitely you know bestowed to them as individuals but it was not uncommon at all Mm. even to this day like it, it won't be unusual for me to run into um Alice's sister, Samantha, who was like wearing an outfit that I gave to Alice for like Christmas or something. Oh, and I'm I like, see. it's like, whoa, that's weird. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm impressed you could even keep track of all of their who's is what's. Only, only because you uh, gave it, it to like, them. yeah, because it would yeah. be like a gift. So it, it would have an extra layer of remarkability to me. Gotcha. So yeah, I don't know. That was, but that was always something where to me, like your clothes were such an extension of your personality, which is like ridiculous because most of the time mom and dad bought them for us. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't like I had gone out and picked out my own outfits necessarily until I had my own job. Um, But to like wear your clothes like if someone were to have like complimented me on that ralph lauren polo that you got for christmas it would be like a completely hollow compliment in the way that i would receive it right because you'd be like well no this is jay's right like, oh. this is this is this is not an extension of me right this is an extension of jay uh, and it's like i am yeah, i'm like advertising You're I, welcome. right yeah it's like wow jay has great taste in clothes apparently yeah can't yeah. believe you know the only i don't time, think that was true in high school can't, can't believe the only time i ever got complimented was when i was wearing jay's shirt Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a 
kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10 percent off a 400 slab pack that's like 40 dollars right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10 percent off your first purchase When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it's interesting because I don't, I didn't really think of clothes as anything more than just what you were wearing that day for like way longer. Like it took me forever to really like, really be like, man, I can, I can dress as more of like an extension of who I am rather than like, ah, I'm just putting on jeans and a t-shirt. Like it's all just, oh, you know what I mean? Same. Yeah. Like there are all these really funny memes. Uh, and I don't, I, maybe it's just the case that the ones that I've seen tend to be women, but it, it'll be like me at 13 and it's like a girl wear like an oversized shirt and like baggy jeans and like you know tennis shoes yeah. versus like you know my younger sister at 13 who's wearing like a carefully put together outfit of like overalls that are somehow back in season with like you know a particular pair of shoes and mm-hmm. standing in a really cool way and yeah. like not wearing a backpack <laughs> um <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> like so i always relate to this because like i'll go back to like ninth grade me and at that point in time i don't even think that's like what i thought was cool it just happened to be what i would wear all the time were like t-shirts that we got from 5k's that we did right so like almost every single day of the week i would be wearing a shirt that was like aep festival run right june 7th you know and yeah. it's just like a really dumb picture that had been poorly screen printed onto a hanes white t-shirt oh, right. and on the back was a gigantic red aep logo which is american electric power right you know which is the our power provider yeah it's like yeah, i just put on this i have this shirt I put it on today because I ran in this race. <laughs> it was the top shirt in my drawer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think that was for the longest time the way that that I was approaching fashion. But then once I broke into it, it was like, I felt like it was a game changer. I do. I also remember sort of at one point realizing like, man, maybe I could just wear cooler shirts so I could like intentionally try and like look better. Right. And like it was, yes, like almost like clockwork. People would be like, I like that shirt, Jonathan. I'd be like. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like, it, it is, it yeah. is like such a de- like desirable thing to have like somebody like have, having complimented your outfit. Yeah. It's like, Ooh. Yeah. So let me, let me just uh, advise all, all the young people out there. Like, Hey, it's okay to care about your appearance. Some it's okay to pick out some, some clothes, some clothes to, to style your hair, do whatever you want to do. I feel like the pro tip, I don't know if it was you that taught me this. It might've been was to go into a store, look for a mannequin that has taken like several articles of clothing that are usually located directly beneath the mannequin mm. and just buy that outfit there you go like <laughs> I, I, I don't know if i did do that maybe the, the like the people at banana republic know that that like button down blue shirt goes with this screen printed t-shirt of an elephant yes i think i think i must have told you this because i do remember banana republic is what's calling it back to me it's like there was yeah 
that they those the things on the mannequin are on there because those are good looking styles. Right. Like, they're putting the those clothes on there because that's what they want you to be like. I want to look like that, and you know what? You can because it's on the mannequin, <laughs> and they're selling those things in the store. Copy it exactly. Copy it exactly. And you know what? If anyone calls you out, you'd be like, "Isn't that what the mannequin's wearing?" You'd be like, "You know what? No one's gonna say that. No one is." <laughs> ever this might be your fear this might be the thing you're like people are, if i just wear exactly that people are gonna know like no no they will not and no, if they, they do won't. like man if they got too much time like your retort is you remember what the mannequin's wearing exactly yeah. yeah yeah they have officially become more odd than your decision to buy what the mannequin was wearing right. by remembering what the mannequin was wearing right right there yeah. you go if you need if you don't know how to look cool Look at the mannequins. Look at the mannequins. Because the people who work at the store, they're not even choosing what goes on the mannequin, I doubt. I would bet they are told by a very specific product style guide what to put on the mannequin. <laughs> from, from corporate. From corporate. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you. Corporate knows what's cool. <laughs> that is. That was a terrible end to this sentiment. <laughs> It really, it yeah, really it, it like ran clean off a cliff, yeah, didn't clean it? Clean off a cliff. Yeah, sorry. That doesn't make it sound cool, but let me tell you, just just copy the mannequin. Copy the that mannequin. That mannequin is way better dressed than you. Do you do you have so I've I've talked about this in a vlog before, like in early Super Carlin Brothers, but when I first got my job, um, I started buying clothes from Pac Sun. Mm. And it was one of these things where I think I think that Pacific Sunwear to you uneducated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that what it's Pacific Sunwear? Is that what it is yeah. now called? That's what it was always called, Ben. It's not just PacSun? It's not just PacSun. Whoa! Yeah. Mind blown. Okay, didn't know that. But so I started shopping at Pacific Sunwear. Yeah. And the I, I remember I like almost went in and it was one of these things where I had to like work myself up to the decision. I was like, I'm gonna try on a shirt, you know? Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna grab this, I'm gonna grab this billabong shirt and I'm gonna right. try it on. Put it right on. And it was brown. <laughs> and oh yeah, your brown t-shirts. My brown t-shirts it was this thing where i got really into well not even really into it was sort of like the first time i ever tried to wear anything on purpose and what i discovered is that the brown shirt like looked pretty good and people were like hey ben i really like that shirt and it was like amazing i'll get more <laughs> And so I start going to Pacific Sunwear every time I get my paycheck and I'm always going and they, they have them like even color coordinated. So you yeah. can like flip through the shirts by color and I consistently keep coming back to the brown. <laughs> so like over the course of my first year of getting into high fashion, yeah. I, uh, I end up collecting like six brown t-shirts mm, from the likes of Billabong and Quicksilver you know and Hurley. High fashion. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly t-shirts. <laughs> what is that, cotton? It is so brown. <laughs> the most brown. The sweet color brown. But this was, it was like one of these things where, you know, I, I like, I like reached my hand into like an unknown space and I moved it around a little bit and all I was able to uncover, uncover was the color brown. Wow. And most of the time, that's a pretty bad thing. I, most you of the time. You your hand in somewhere, it just comes out brown. <laughs> Where did you stick your head? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ben's like, every week. Every week. I know. So, but it, oh my gosh, I, I feel like this is, this is like sort of just like plagued me throughout the years though. Is that like whenever, so I remember the same thing for the longest time. I really, really, really disliked v-necks mm. because where i went to to college it seemed like all of you know the frat guys uh. wore v-necks and so in my mind i was like oh well if i wear a v-neck then i am like a frat guy mm. and i can't have that i can't stand for that right and then eventually i think there was one day where i was at the Tej, aka tj max right <laughs> thomas jefferson max well that's a whole inside joke no one's gonna get <laughs> there you go um that's what we call it here at the office is thomas jefferson max and um <laughs> I remember I, I tried on one V-neck and, and it had a pocket. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this looks good. Doesn't look that bad. And so once again, so it wasn't, I didn't get stuck in the category of brown this time, but for probably a period, and this is not that long ago. This mm. is maybe like three to four years ago. Yeah. I was like, okay, I was wrong about V-necks. And so all of a sudden I was like, well, I'm going to order a ton of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a V-neck in every single color. Right. And that was just sort of like what I wore all just of a sudden. Look. Yeah. It was just yeah. various colored V-necks. There you go. So it just keeps happening. I wonder what's happening to me right now. What is happening to you right now? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. You've got some pretty, probably your like snazzy shoes. My snazzy shoes. You've got some, uh, some, you've got some, looks like collectible Mickey Mouse shoes on right now. I do. I have, 
have I have um uh, like a, a pair of vans that have like Mickey Mouse's all over them. And this is like the funny thing about this though, is that it's like, I get excited when I find a pair of shoes that has become scarce Yeah. and it's kind of like, Ooh, no, I don't want to find those. But it's like, I'm not so into shoes that I was aware that they were released when they were released. Right. So it's like, I could have just bought them from vans when they released them. Yeah. But instead I discovered them way later was like, wow, gots to have those <laughs> <laughs> pay a premium price off of someone on Poshmark to get them eventually. But then, but then, then it feels that much more exclusive because they're no longer available for sale. Uh, and I happened to find that one guy who was willing to, to, to part with their pair. Right. And, for and whatever now, reason. And now I have them. That loser. <laughs> and I love them. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's the obvious way to own clothing. An obvious way to own clothing. Okay. So all this being said, I feel like as time has gone on and you are able to like afford even clothing, I think like having a real job and, you know, maybe for the first time in your life being able to like put together a quote unquote wardrobe of V-necks. Yeah. For you having become a parent. Yeah. Is has there been anything in the category of like I used to be able to spend time thinking about or tracking down new clothes or doing this activity or yeah. working on or whatever where it's like, yeah, I don't have time for that anymore. Like that like like has your wardrobe is it like represented of everything you owned like before Luke was born? Oh, uh, like I don't yeah, like in terms of purchasing new clothes yes yeah well I, so not a ton because i well my my solution to this was just i have like a subscription to stitch fix okay so they send me some new articles of clothing every month and sometimes i'll send the whole thing back but every now and then i'll just be like oh yeah this one looks good great i would say my almost maybe what's happening a little more right now is that because of the quarantine i feel like I've just really, I'm like in t-shirts pretty much every day. Like there's rarely an occasion to wear something like a button down. Like a button down. You know, like that I might've worn it off. And I don't mean like some sort of like business wear button down. Just like, you know, any, like what I'm wearing right now, you can't see it. Like a flannel shirt. Just like a flannel shirt, like yeah. a casual, yeah, something. Um, so there's not been much outside of the t-shirt realm, t-shirt and jeans yeah. world. I think my, uh, I would say the thing that I haven't been able to spend nearly as much time on anymore, not that I had a ton of time for it to begin with, but is like, uh, I think we talked about this maybe in the last one, maybe it was an after the final pop, but like video games, very, oh, right. very scarce time for such a thing. So it's just like, it, you might find that there's a period of time in your life, because I've, I've wondered about this before, like whether or not like our dad, if like video games had been much more prominent during the period of time leading up to him having kids, like was him having kids the thing that sort of like broke him away from video games? Like, uh. like, is there going to be like an era where you could like look back on it and was like, you know, I used to be really into like Nintendo and Smash and Mario Kart and all these things yeah. until, you know, then like Luke was born and then it seems like I didn't do anything for... Yeah. I'm very curious to see like because growing up I you know we were always better than our parents at video games right but I largely suspect well I have no idea that I think I would be much more competitive with my child who plays a video game just having played video games for you know 25 years yeah <laughs> like, but not, yeah I have a feeling if they're if they're your offspring yeah they're gonna be good they they might be and if it's like certain games in particular like if you've if you've played it a lot you're just better you know like if they're playing Fortnite or some sort of first-person shooter type thing or I don't know certain certain games for sure are lend themselves to more pra I mean every game does but I you know are they gonna beat me at Mario Kart I don't know I don't know am I gonna would I let them win I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. It doesn't Probably seem not. like it you. Seem like, it seems like, yeah, all right, all right, all right, kids, move over. Let me show you how this racing business is done. Business. But I see, this is the thing, is that I would, I. this is where I think, I don't know how it, how it will be handled, because I'll have never been in a situation where the person I'm playing against, I want so badly to be really good at the thing. Oh, sure. You know, like if I'm racing against someone or playing against someone and like, I just know some easy technique that the other person just clearly doesn't know, you know, that I can exploit against them. Guess what? They're never going to find out from me. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> you know? yeah. you're, not gonna, I, yeah. you're not going to instruct them on how to be you. Them. I'm not going to help them get better. I'm not going to like, that's not fun for me. But like my kids, I'm like, okay, kids, try this. You know, I feel like, I feel like I'm going to be much more instructive. I feel like I finally have someone to pass the knowledge to. Right. That's you why know? I think the students will become the masters. Yeah, probably. Hopefully. And I think that they're, I think that you will find, and this will be interesting is what your, and this could be the first time this has ever happened to you in your life. And I love it. Um, what your video game experience would be like, or what your relationship would be if your entire uh, experience with it is on the losing end. Ooh. Like, because then it would be like, welcome to my world. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, like I have lost more video games in my life than, than I think you have won. Like even when you didn't win, I lost. How so? I don't know. Okay. It's, it's like, that's my perception. That's my reality. I gotcha. Is, is how it worked out. Like, so it would be so very curious to see if you would still like a game that you were regularly putting effort into be get, like being better at but because your kids are students of you to the point where they get like all that extra learning yeah. and they're like, you know, more nimble minded and mm -hmm. their brains are sponges right. and, you know, video games are like developing with them. Yeah. You're going to lose constantly. It's quite possible. I'm like so excited about this prospect. Oh boy. Well, I'll have to keep you up to date. You as, will. As to the success rate of my children against me in games. All of a sudden it's going to be like, man, you know how you're, you're going to come to me and you're going to be like, you know, Ben, how you always want to just like go out in the backyard and chop wood and i'm gonna be like yeah i do know that and you're like you want to go chop some wood and i'm gonna be like yes yeah i've been waiting for and you to then, ask and then you'll find out that i'm better at chopping wood than you no and you'll be like what was i thinking <laughs> why did i invite him to this game <laughs> don't take from my pile <laughs> don't take from my pile is that a an ultron i just watched that last night <laughs> okay oh my yeah. gosh that is so funny oh my gosh well this is this will be a fun new horizon it it will be although I, it's like I, maybe i don't mind losing to my kids although i'll tell you what i'm not even sure this is necessarily going to happen either because we've talked before about playing basketball on this podcast before yeah hoops yeah 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 i know the jargon <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly and i think we've talked about how i like or maybe you felt like you never got any better but i felt like for a while during my like eighth grade ninth grade span of time i was playing a whole lot and i felt like i got a lot better Right. At basketball. But I'll tell you who I have never beaten once ever in this one-on-one -on -one game of basketball is our father. No kidding. Oh my gosh. What the heck? He's so good. It, like, strangely good. Like, yeah. Strangely like, good. Absolutely. Like, so, may, who knows? Maybe, maybe our kids, my kids, will uh, just shoot past me in all sorts of video game talent. But maybe they'll still be like, maybe they'll beat everyone else, but they'll be like, guys, I cannot beat my dad. It's but, like, it's, oh. Uh. Maybe, maybe that's a really good point, man. And this this is like one of those things where, so like we've talked about this before, but growing up, our dad was like the local TV news anchor. So we very rarely would go somewhere without somebody like recognizing him or coming over and like, you know, saying hello or, mm -hmm. hey, you interviewed me for that story that one time. But I would say the other thing that growing up, most often if people did not come up to me and talk to me about knowing dad from the news was I used to play ball with your dad at the YMCA. Yeah. Is like the other thing that people have brought up so many times. So many times. And he is like he's played like the media versus like the Harlem Globetrotters before, right? Yeah, or yes. some version. Maybe it wasn't the actual Globetrotters, but yeah, yeah, like they do stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I remember there was one day where it was like a a, a trick shot team who goes out there and they do all the stuff, and Dad like literally put the moves on the guy oh, like right. on the court and the guy starts like getting frustrated like because i think the whole thing is supposed to be kind of like from their perspective they do these you know these event games all the time and their constant is that like the skill level of the person they're playing against is never higher than a six or something you know like there's, right. there's a bar that they come to know where every player is going to be slightly different have their different little nuances but nobody's better than a six right and so i think like you know they step in and like all of a sudden dad was like maybe an eight and right. it's like this is weird <laughs> like it's like you're screwing with our ability to do the show because you're a little bit too good to be like on right. the other end of you're this supposed to just be like some regular off the couch weather guy who we just like dribble around and get to sort of make fun of and everyone loves it because you're the local guy and, right and yeah. like yeah you're like you're, you're sort of like the butt of the joke but it's right. all in good fun and yeah, yeah. um so the, the other thing to keep in mind too is that our dad is like five eight. Oh yeah the, so to, yeah take that into consideration is that <clears throat> i'm much taller than our father yeah <laughs> and in right. basketball inches matter right like, it is not a short man sport <laughs> no no and yet always so good don't know yeah anyway so whatever so there's your hope that you could you hope. could continue to be we'll see we'll see i'll say this luke already pretty good at basketball though is he is i he? mean we've got a little we've got a little little tykes hoop he wants to play every single day okay i know he's, he's putting he's in the hours he's shooting i don't know he's getting his ten thousand in early you know right okay so let me ask you about that i like the idea of talking about ten thousand hours because this seems like a good way to close out this this week's episode is there anything where you and it could be video games uh where you feel like you have accomplished ten thousand hours like without it being an objective. So for, for those of you who don't know, uh, according to, I think Malcolm Gladwell in the book, 
uh, outliers. He sort of talks about this idea that in order to become a professional at an activity, you need to put in at least 10,000 hours of effort right. into doing that. And for reference, I believe in an average work year, like 40 hours a week times 52 is like 2,080 hours. Right. So it would be approximately like five years of a full-time job at something like that is like your measure of how much time you have dedicated to doing this particular activity. Right. Um, which I think is interesting because like I think when we used to play Final Fantasy X uh, on our PlayStation, it would keep track of like hours played. Yeah. And I feel like we had like 140 hours, Ugh. which felt like forever. Well, it's so hard with stuff like that because, and I'm, I'm always very cognizant of this when I play games that have a timer, is that I never know if I press the pause button, does the timer stop? Oh, sure. You know, like, oh, we, oh, I pressed pause because I'm not at a save spot. And then I went to bed and came home and, you know, came back downstairs in the morning. It's like, did that add eight hours to the playtime? I have a very brief aside on that because yeah. we had people sending in their audible listening times for oh, yeah. a good long... Well, actually, to this day, I still probably get one or two a day of oh, people nice. sending in how long they've been listening. Some people have like over a year Whoa. of listening time, which is insane in hours. Like, that's a lot of hours. So my 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 query on that was like, are there people who are falling asleep without using a sleep timer and like it plays through the evening? Because right. that was, I was like, some of these, it seems like, okay, you're a super dedicated listener. You like definitely taking a lot of books, but some of these seem so long that like, I don't know how you would fit it into your life. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I'd like to know how people do that. I always have just, I, I'm presently using a 15 minute sleep timer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On my, for my own listening pleasure. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. So my, my question though, in a roundabout way is, is, is there anything that you've collected 10,000 hours on through the course of your life? And it's like, it's not your career. It's not like your, you know, whatever. Right. It's not YouTubing. It's not YouTubing, but you, you have like somehow put in that amount of time oh, to something. Gosh, I don't know. Driving seems like maybe it's high up there. Driving would seem like it would be up yeah. there. That, that's kind of a weird thought that yeah. like, in a sense, based on this definition, yeah. like if you've been driving for 15, 20 years, you're a professional driver. Right. <laughs> like, but, but, but I can tell you I'm a way better driver than when I was like, you know, 17. 17. Sure. I, I agree with that. And it's interesting too, because there is, you do have to go one step further. Like you're not a professional, like stock car driver, like a NASCAR driver is. Right. Because you are not, they have 10,000 hours on the track. Right. You know, you that's are a whole different kind of driving. <laughs> you are a professional daily driver. Ex yes. That's a very good uh, determination. Or right. Whatever right. the word is there. But yes, I would agree. Yeah. That is a good thing. And it's like something, it's stuff like that. It happens so passively that you're probably not aware of how much better you are at it than anyone else. <clears throat> of course. Especially or, with driving where most people are probably in that zone. Exactly. Like the, the interesting thing is every single day you're surrounded by professionals. Right. Yes. Except for those teenagers. With the, the little the little thing on top of their car. It says student driver. Student drivers. Steer clear of those guys. <laughs> Make sure you honk at them real loud. <laughs> Scare the bejesus Scare out of them. Scare because you know what? All they want is for that exactly to not happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I hated driver's ed. Oh, growing up that was the worst it was so Taking in miserable the summer yeah it's like no a whole good. week of just the worst kind of school right right yeah. no good no mm -hmm. good i yeah i remember going through that and being strangely self-conscious i would watch the other drivers that were in the car with me during student driving to like observe how good they were at like checking mirrors and you know doing all like you know the turn signals and when they're doing the turn signals relative to the turn yeah and i would get so self-conscious i'm like and this guy's checking his mirrors like like clockwork every like 14 seconds he's like he's like rear view side view rear view side view and i'm like dude I, I don't even know if i checked it three times the whole time <laughs> yeah, right like the like as if the instructor's like staring at your eyes like let me uh, yeah uh yeah uh yep <laughs> this, kid, this kid has a great cadence yeah <laughs> he's all over it right on top of it <clears throat> yeah no the other thing that happened to me during driver's ed was there was this one occasion and i feel like prior to me going through driver's ed there was this like known thing that like if you were to put like like a little extra time behind the wheel on one given day they might give you a signature for like two days worth uh -oh. and it was sort of this like i think i actually think it was like maybe a smidge of a scandal and it happened like 
right before I started driver's ed. Yeah. And so there was this one day where we were supposed to go and pick this kid up who was like, went to like a school in like Botetot or something. So mm, far we, away from us. Far away from us. And so, and we got all the way out there and then I was supposed to like, I was supposed to drive there and then the, the kid was going to drive back. Right. And we like drive all the way like out to this crazy place and the kid like had to go to practice or something like that. So he no. didn't show up. So, so you weren't driving very fast. Do uh, Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very safe. Um, and so I ended up driving for this like two and a half hours when you're supposed to put in like 45 minutes. Right. And so the whole time I'm like, the great news is I'm going to get like three signatures for today. And then I have to ride around with this guy one more time. And I was so excited the whole time. I'm like, this is the best. I don't have to keep doing this after school. <sighs> and I got back and I was like, I was like, how many is going to give me? Give me three, maybe four. <laughs> and he gave me one. Lame. And I was like, no, uh. I was like can't you give me two? Like I drove for so long and like that kid wasn't there. So I did like two legs worth and he was like, no, I'm sorry. I can only give you one. And I was like, this is the worst. Wow. You actually asked him about it. I did. I oh did. Yeah. Gosh. Because I couldn't believe it. Uh, it was, it was such a thing that people had like talked about having happened to them. And I was like, oh, this is a no brainer. Easy. Um, man, but no, it didn't work for me. Sorry about that. I know. Me yeah, too. It's me just too. like wasted time. Wasted time. I'll never get back. Yeah. I think about it sometimes. <laughs> it seems irresponsible for him to have let you drive around that long. I, I agree. I agree it was a very long time to be behind the your wheel time. and i do remember i was extremely tired mm. yeah. And yeah so i got home and it was like i'm just gonna go to bed now I mean, it's stressful driving that long if you it haven't is. you know you're not accustomed to driving at all right right yeah exactly for sure okay so i feel like i feel like we're, we're kind of hitting our mark here so i do i have a couple of questions for the colonels out there to to send in any feedback that might seem like appropriate to, to today's episode aol instant messenger yes you know we had a lot of stuff going on with that today so what were your experiences did you have a a weird screen name a favorite away message oh did you have a way of tracking your what your friends were doing when you could tell you were being slighted yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they haven't gone idle. Wow. They're still there. Still there. Uh, what else mm. did we talk about today? Oh, video games. Are there any parents listening who have kids who are at the point where they can play video games with you? And are they better than you? And how do you handle that? Or are you still crushing them? And yeah. it's just like, this is the sweet, sweet part of this game. <laughs> That's right. Kind of, this, you're not going to get better if you don't play harder opponents, you know? Oh, man. I, I, I'm, st I'm very interested in this because I think like I found myself generally uninterested in video games because I constantly lost. So it'd be very interesting if like our generation is so good at video games mm -hmm. that as our kids step in, they all their introduction to it is getting their butts kicked by their parents and right. therefore they're not into it. Mm. It's so interesting because like some people that might turn away and other people it might like like light a fire underneath. Light a fi it's true know? because that's how I was with Diablo, which we've yeah. talked about extensively, like sort of that, like I watched you play and it became so important to me to be good at it that I yeah. put in an enormous amount of time to get to the point where I was good at it only to discover it didn't really seem like you cared that much. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> I definitely cared. I liked Diablo a lot when I was in uh, high school. But I do know there were certain things like growing up that I think because we had to share, uh, you know, s time and stuff on whatever consoles we had, that it always felt like I had f like only child friends who would just get unlimited playtime on stuff. Right. And they would beat me and it would, that would drive me crazy. So I would like specifically practice a certain thing and try and get really good at it so that when the moment came, I could totally shine. But those were your peers. Those were my peers. And sure enough, though, once... Once they couldn't beat me, it seemed like they didn't like it as much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It becomes much less fun if you lose constantly. Yeah, well, they shouldn't have beaten me in the first place then, right? I, I know, know, I know, mm -hmm. I know. It's, ah, oh, what was your, I, okay, I don't want to tangent too hard. Your motivation in video games always seems like so pure to me. Mm -hmm. Like it was like you wanted to get good at video games because you liked them. Well, I, it was just always like, I, I, I don't know, because we didn't end up playing with other people right. that often, but it was always just like, if we do, <laughs> Like, <laughs> this needs like this is an impressive thing. I don't know. Gotta be ready. Okay. Gotta be okay. ready. Okay. Gotta gotta. I don't know. I, I just liked being good at it. Right. Well. So I guess what I mean, uh, yeah, is almost that like the level at which you got good because I think this is the like we've talked about this. Like everybody thinks that they are good at ping pong and Mario Kart, mm -hmm. and there are like these things where I feel like chances are you just never played anybody good. Right. And so it's kind of like the bar might be like your specific siblinghood where it's kind of like like oh yeah like Susie is the best in our family and it's sort of like and then as a result Susie's like yeah, I'm good at Mario Kart but then what I have observed is that 
that is the case with us. Like you were definitely the best at Mario Kart in our family. But then anyone I've seen you play outside of our family who thinks they're really good, you crush them too. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you ascended to a level that like was beyond the competition that was available to you. Right. Which think, is odd. Well, so much of it was that I think uh, Mario Kart specific was that so often I, we never had, I never felt like I had unlimited time to enjoy anything as a child. It always felt like the thing I wanted to do was being like barred by like time restrictions by our parents or shared time with the brothers like I was never able to just really enjoy the thing or like social pressure would like dictate this isn't this isn't a cool thing anymore oh sure you know but then I think when I got to college um I had brought the old N64 because it was, you know, as as ever, you know, you can't bring the current console to college because your, your siblings are still using it. Oh, that's true. Right? That's true. Yeah. That's a, that's whatever. That's what happens to everyone. You can't bring the current one because the people at home are still using it. But guess what? No one's using the N64. Right. And I just had, I was just like, oh, I can just play this nonstop. I can just, I can just play it. And so I remember, in particular. I restarted Diddy Kong Racing. Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, which I think might be the real secret because in order to like unlock the final character in Diddy Kong Racing or whatever, you have to beat the time trials on like every single level. Right. And in order to do this, you have to like learn how to like power slide and do certain things, which as a kid, I was like not willing to do. I was like, I'm just going to steer around the course until I win. Yeah. Right. But I wasn't like trying to go faster or anything. And then when I started doing like Mario Kart stuff again, it was like, oh, you know what? There's a lot of like power sliding and boosting and drifting and stuff that you can do. And I don't know. And it came out on the Wii and I loved the Wii and I again just had unlimited time as a sophomore this is the other thing is that I my girlfriend was long distance so it wasn't like oh, I had right. you know uh and and I was at Virginia Tech then so I transferred schools and so I didn't have like a a big pool of friends from my freshman year right or anything that were there and I was living off campus and my girlfriend was two hours away so at night it was like and my, yeah and my, my roommate was like rushing a frat so it was like well there's not really anyone ever here and I don't really have people to go hang out with like every single night of the week or anything right and this is what I want to be doing this so. is this is so funny because like i feel like almost what you're describing is exactly the question i was asking about the ten thousand hours yeah but it's like maybe we have to like reappropriate it to more of like a like a hobby based expertise level mm -hmm. of like the five thousand hours yeah but i feel like everything you just described is like the strange circumstances that slowly funneled you into the world where you dedicated more time than average to becoming good at cart based racing video games uh -huh. like and and as a result you accrued it's kind of like the Beatles playing these nightclubs for years and years and years it's like they weren't going out and performing like sold out stadiums right for 10,000 hours mm -hmm. they got their 10,000 hours by performing to nightclubs right you know to, to whoever was there for eight hours at a time right so it's really interesting that you that you had these circumstances that probably allowed for like a like a peak in that yeah. in that time period I suppose so huh I like it I like it this is very interesting <laughs> huh Okay, guys, so be sure if you have any feedback at all about the pot, be sure to email it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com or we have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter handle. Uh, there's lots of places you can find us online. So really anywhere on there, shoot it over. Uh, we'd be excited to see what you guys have to say and we'll hopefully potentially bring it up as the conversations allow for it. Uh, the other thing is, if you would like to support us over on Patreon, that is how we determine who is the host each week. So far, it's been me. So that's good. Knock on wood. For now. For now, we have three different tiers. Uh, there is uh, host Buzzy B, host Jazzy J, and host Neither, where we have the intro music play and then just 15 seconds of silence <laughs> for you to do whatever God, you that, choose. I hope that never happens. <laughs> we never have no host. Yeah, it's just like, it, I feel like it would feel like an editing error. Like, if there was a retention rate for that episode, it would just drop off because people are like, oh, they forgot to like put words. They, whoops. Hey oh. <laughs> forgot to add words to this version. Um, that's available over at patreon.com slash popcornculture. All three tiers have the exact same rewards uh one of which is after the final pop which is an additional 10 minutes of listening leisure listening, listening for your listening pleasure for that yes maybe maybe words and such uh so that comes out every week as well on friday uh with the pop otherwise guys until next time pop pop